This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. My name is Anna, Kotipo Fakifiranaki or Otipu Poti, Tokumahi. I work as the manager at Citizens Advice Bureau. No my hire mai to our monthly resettling and Altara show on the wonderful ORFM. Today, one of our volunteers, Max, who is very knowledgeable regarding immigration issues, has joined us. Kia ora, Max. Kia How are you? Good, thanks. We are going to look at the new visa immigration New Zealand is introducing, mm-hmm. um, the accredited employer's work visa, um, and we'll hear from Max about the purpose of the visa, what visa it's replacing, how it will work, and other useful information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... What is the purpose of the new accredited employers' work visa, Max? Yeah, so I think at the heart of it, um, the accredited employer work visa, we're just going to shorten it to the AEWV for, yeah. <laughs> for the purposes of this recording. Um, the AEWV is basically to um, tackle like migrant exploitation and um, the, the government does that by sort of um, shifting sort of the um, application burdens to the employer as opposed to the migrant workers. Um, so the employers will have to go through a few steps before it gets to the migrant applicant. So, yeah, it's just kind of that's that's what it's for. And it basically replaces um, six other visas. So um, currently there is the essential skills work visas. Um, there's two of them, the um, approval in principle and normal um, essential skills um, work visa, and then the talent work visa, talent accredited work visa, long-term skill shortage list, the silver fern um, job search visa, and the practical experience visa, silver fern. Um, so those six visas are being um, replaced by the AEWV um, just to streamline the process. And yeah. Yeah. Um, so when does it open and, and how... Hmm. Give us some information about you know how people are going to be able to apply. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so with the um, AEWV <clears throat> phases, so there are sort of three openings. Two of them have already opened, so the employer side um, has opened, but the migrants, um, the migrant worker applicant side, hasn't opened until the fourth of July. Um, but yeah, for and obviously from from this perspective this recording perspective it's it's we're going to be talking about the um i understand it's about the migrants perspective on this right so um yeah that doesn't open until the 4th of july so next week on monday um and that's also when all of the other visas are shutting um yeah when this opens okay Mm. um and so talk about a little bit about the um the job token because and and mm-hmm. how so you know the employers are going to invite migrants to apply that's right yeah yeah so just to i guess before we get to the job token i guess we have to talk a little bit about the employer side so the employer first of all they have to go through like and um they have to be accredited um so basically they have to go through the first first process the first tier which is to get accreditation and that means um they need to get either the standard high um, accreditations or they could be a franchise or they could be a controlling third party. And so the 
point of the accreditation on the employer side so that immigration knows that the employer is a viable um, business that can meet sort of employment and immigration standards. Um, that's what the accreditation for the employer is for. And then after they have been accredited, um, then uh, then they have to go through a job check process and a job check application. And, um, and that's basically just um, in line with the sort of uh, labour market test, basically, um, uh, like making sure that there are like no New Zealanders who are available and ready to work and all of the things. And um, once once the job check has been approved, um, the the uh, the employer will be issued a job token, which is what we're talking about now. The job token is basically um, the uh, a series of numbers that that um, the employer will have to provide to the uh, migrant worker when they apply for their AEWB, and um, yeah, it's a it's a unique unique number linking um, the 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 job that's been um, submitted with the job um, yeah. check application and, to the and visa. yeah to the visa, yeah. and then it's it's a token that's only can, that can only be used um, one time. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's what the job token is. Yeah, yeah. But it's basically just to link the the um, employer or the business with the visa application, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. 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 And so um, the employer, you know, which is one of the good things, I guess, about this is that the employer mm. is, has a lot of responsibilities. Mm. Um, you know, the owner sort of goes on them a, That's a, right. a bit more. Um, so what are some of their responsibilities during, during this process? Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of that um, kind of falls into the first two tier of this process. So the accreditation tier for the employer, and then there's also the job check tier, obviously. And during those tiers, like they need to make sure that, first of all, the the, the um, employer's organization is viable, as I said, and also the job that they are um, advertising matches with what has been like submitted in the job check application. So in that sense, like with the job check applications, INZ will check like the employment agreement, making sure that it that sort of um, complies with all of the employment law standards. So that is um, so so even before before it gets to the migrant, all of those checks have already been done. So in terms of responsibility during the application process, the employer has to satisfy satisfy all of those requirements before it can get to the migrant um, applicant. So um, that's sort of things like yeah complying with employment law and um you know that they haven't had any previous sort of uh, bad yeah record yeah no history of non-compliance basically um in relation to immigration law and also employment law um and and as as we will all know that um all migrants would have the same employment rights as a kiwi as a new zealander Mm. so basically don't breach any of those like employment rules, um, and if and 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 making sure as well that they are not on any sort of stand down um, list, inspectorate, labour inspectorate list, um, or immigration um, uh, list. So um, yeah, yeah, that's that's sort of um, it's making sure that the employer wanting to employ um, migrant workers are actually um, good employers that they are not going to like. Um, yeah, exploit migrant workers, basically, yeah. Yeah. And so how long can a, um, 
AEWV be, be valid for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it would match with the um, with the employment that's been offered. So again, it goes back to the job, the job check application and what has been submitted by the employer. Um, and and um, it could be a range of like years that they could put in the application. Um, but but there is a cap of three years, maximum of three years um, that the AEWB will be granted for. Um, yeah, so that's the, and when it's granted, there will be um, sort of conditions that are um, sort of imposed on the, the um, holder of an AEWB. Uh, so things like they can only work in a specific role, they can only work for a specific employer or a location, um, and it has to meet the um, specified remuneration. So um, the um, this is this is this wouldn't concern the migrant applicant per se, but it's more for an employer making sure that like they um, the the job that's being advertised meet the median wage, mm-hmm. um, and. And also making sure that um, they provide sort of evidence of payment of remuneration if if it's being requested by Immigration New Zealand. So, um, yeah. So what would Those happen? So say it was a highly mm-hmm. skilled specialist role, like a neurosurgeon or something, mm-hmm. and they still needed. So people can mm-hmm. um, reapply, like after the three years, like if that role's still not still can't be filled by a New Zealander that you know mm. there's the option to stay in the role for longer is there after the three years or is that an actual cap on do you know yeah so for um for someone like a neurosurgeon um if if they there is an exception to the medium wage rule where if the applicant earns 200 percent more than the median than the median wage then they actually have an option to fast track their AEWV work visa to a residence visa. So they don't uh, actually, yeah, so they okay. don't actually have to like renew their AEW oh, right. visa if they make that much money um, or if they fit any sort of like other exceptions that, that immigration has introduced. And yeah, they don't, they wouldn't need to like okay. renew it. They will just like go to residency if they want to. Yeah. Know. Okay. Yeah. And but you so, can. Renew it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So what are the skills and experience sort of? Re- requirements i guess to apply mm. i suppose that's going to depend on the role a little bit that's right yeah it's, it's, it's a, at the end at the end of the day like a lot of that like skills and requirements part will fit into the job check part and so it will be the employer's obligations to like work out what is the minimum um skill and experience requirement to to do a job and they will have to work with like people like the ANZIC, um New Zealand uh, qualification authorities to kind of work yeah. out what is the equivalent of like overseas qualifications and things mm-hmm. like that and submit that with the job check application. And then so that, um, and then when the corresponding migrant applies for that, it's just the fact that they have to supply the right evidence to prove that they do have those minimum experience and skills. Um, and so, yeah, so for, for the migrants, um, perspective, it would be like supplying evidence like your CV, um, any qualification evidence like certificates, um, uh, and and um, and any sort of references as well. Um, yeah. So in terms of um, you know that putting it into the NZQA framework, mm. um, you know, if they've got an overseas um, qualification. Mm. Is this can they use a New Zealand? Is it does immigration have a New Zealand service 
that people that will do that for them, or is that the onus all on the migrant supplying to try and figure that all out from um, overseas, or is is there a contact for them here that can do that for them? And yeah, do you know? Um, ideally, that that should really have been like sussed out by the employer because. Right. If they yeah. are going to employ like a foreign worker from a particular yeah. country, then they will have to do the research and like submit yeah. that with their job check application. Yeah. They have to work with the NZQI. That's why, like again, it goes back to shifting the burden to the employer. Yeah, if that's they good. want yeah. to employ um overseas yeah. worker, they have to do that work first. Yeah. Um yeah, so there's yeah, you're right. It's like it would be a little a little bit difficult for a migrant worker who has no like sort of like knowledge of how like frameworks like the education framework here work to you know approach NZQA to like identify if they like they meet the corresponding qualification so it is it is the the employers will have to do that yeah yeah um and what about to talk to talk a little bit about the employment agreement um Mm. you know and and sort of what does I guess the, the person applying is going to have to see the, have all that, you know, and um, t- mm. talk to me about that. Yeah. So the employment agreement, um, uh, yeah, so again, a lot of those um, baseline requirements would have been um, been approved as part of the job check. And so in terms of what the migrant have to provide on, when they apply for the AEWV, um, is as the employment agreement and a copy of the signed offer, um, and and um, there is so so there is the part where the employer would submit the employment agreement um, to INZ to check that's all that's all kosher, and then basically that has to match with what is being offered to the migrant worker, and. Um, yeah, and that's really about it. Like, it has to be genuine and and obviously include things like the the um, contact details and the name of the employer, um, the name of the migrant worker, and the contact details as well. Um, the job descriptions and job title, address, type of work and responsibilities, and um, the details of pay conditions, hours of work, um, uh, and and duration of the job, like how long it's um how long the job offer is open as well. Um, so yes, uh, those would be the things that, yeah, like I said, um, the employer would have to like work out as part of the job check. And once they've worked it out, then um, ideally that would be the same employment agreement that will be provided to the migrant worker. Yeah. Um, and, and so long as the migrant worker has signed and, um, and submit that as part of their visa applications, not the job check application for the employer, the, the migrants job um, visa application deemed. Yeah, that will be that will be all that they need. And so um, afterwards, I guess any other terms and conditions after the offer, as long as they are more favourable than what was, they're still okay at a later date, as long as they don't go back on or. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's right, because sometimes they like employer might not um, might not uh, they might they might negotiate with the um, migrant worker in terms of, for example, if the migrant worker wants to change the notice period for something and that wasn't part of 
what was submitted in the job check um, application, then like so long as the change is more favorable to the migrant, then that's fine. Yeah. Um, and also during the job check, if the employer doesn't know specifically what they will offer to the migrant, um, I believe that there is probably like a way that they could like, instead of putting a definitive like notice period, they could say like either this to this so that like, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and as long as they're meeting the minimum employment that's right yep. law here yes yeah um and what about health requirements um mm-hmm. that you that, that that the actual applicant of the visa needs to pro- provide mm-hmm. um, you know what are what are sort of give some can you give some examples of mm-hmm. what are the health requirements yeah so um they it's basically well immigration new zealand hasn't like introduced anything specific to the aew um visa so it's basically just um the same as all others follow the current temporary work yeah. visa instructions so basically if the um if the migrant worker um is has a job offer that lasts for more than one year then they will have to go for their medical checkup and their x-ray um checked as well um and but but if they have already um provided that information to immigration new zealand um with a previous work visa application then so long as that those certificates were issued less than 36 months prior to the aewb application then 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 they don't need to provide for that yeah they don't need to do it again yeah 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 Yeah. okay um and saying like what about character you know i mean it'll be the same as the ones at the moment but Mm. can you just give us a summary of the character sort of requirements because i think it's quite important that people Mm -hmm. are aware of it i guess that's right yeah so with the with the character requirements it's um so basically anyone who is 17 and over, presumably most of the workers coming here, um, who are here to stay for, again, 24 months or longer. Um, so it depends on like how long the employment is being offered for. And if it is for 24 months or longer, then, um, then they will have to, then immigration has to carry out character check. And, um, and if it is the first time that the... Um, the applicant is um, applying for a visa, a work visa in New Zealand, then they will have to provide a police certificate from their home country um, or for any country that they've lived for for five years um, after they turn 17, um, whether that's consecutively or intermittently. Um, so, yes. Um, and and if they have already supplied that in the past, then... Um, they don't need to. They don't need to provide a police certificate so long as it is issued six months. The police certificate is issued six months before the current application is lodged. Yeah. Within yeah, within six months. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and there's quite a bit of um, like support that needs to be provided by the the new employer or business, don't isn't there? Um, to the to the migrant support worker m- mm. more than the sort of has been in the past. They're, they're yeah. sort of making sure that's more robust. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, part of part of the AEWV um, visa is the sort of sediment aspect of it um, that that I don't think has been um, 
imposed on employers to provide that information in the past. So this is kind of kind of nice that um, that employers are being made to do that in some regards. Um, so it's just things like um, making sure that um, that um, the employer has provided sort of information to the migrant worker to settle settle in New Zealand and to provide support and resources um, um, for them. So things like how to get an IRD number, where to open a bank account to do that, um, and um, making sure that they provide information in relation to sort of industry training and qualifications um, and um, job hazards, specific industry hazards as well, um, where to find a government where to find accommodations and what transport options there are in the region, um, cost of living um, in New Zealand and, and um, healthcare services in the region as well. Obviously, okay. Citizens Advice Bureau um, and, and sort of any other sort of information relevant to, to the um, um, sort of migrants, um, like kind of the community groups that they would identify with or like religious groups. Um, so, for example, with Dunedin, I guess um, there is the Dunedin multi-ethnic councils. Um, there are other sort of um, communities in, uh, in Dunedin that, that um yeah, employers could refer. Yeah, that um, they would be interested in hearing about. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. things like how to find a GP. Yeah, I mean, because mm. when you come, there's so many things that you take for granted when you live in a country. But for new people, it's quite that's overwhelming. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's really important that they. Um, yeah. That's part of it. Part Definitely. Of the whole process Definitely. for sure. Yeah, Immigration New Zealand actually has a really good page on settlement information and um, both for the employer and for the employee. Um, and and yeah, and if the employer doesn't know where to start, Immigration New Zealand's website is a good place to start. So yeah. it's for the employee as well. Like that's they've got a lot of good direct link to employment rights and also sort of um, settlement in information. New Zealand Now, that's um, I think a subsidiary of Immigration New Zealand yeah. probably, um, yeah. that they provide really good information on like they have things like um cost of living calculators um yeah, yeah. and and just information on specific regions um on um sort of cinnamon tips as well in particular regions and um where where migrants can get cinnamon support yeah and and i know um we we have to, we update the otago one you know and, mm. and make sure it's current Mm -hmm. for, for, for lots of information um, for, in terms mm. of because we're mentioned on there a bit, you know, so we have to make mm, sure yes, where yeah. they mention us, our, yeah. our information is current. So, um, yeah, yeah, it is a good website, actually. Yeah. And um, yeah, with that as well, like the, the um, it is a requirement for the employer to make sure that they have provided that information. And so they will have to get um, the, the the migrant worker to to record that they have um been given those information and hopefully yeah. not just given that but like actually like ensure that they have like read it and also um both employee and employer have to complete an employment module as part of the AEWB visa and that also has to be recorded and the employee the migrant worker um, must be allowed time to do those employment modules during work hours and within one month of the employment starting so yeah, and making sure that the employer keeps good record of that is very important. And also, yeah, yeah. So I read somewhere that they can be asked to give that evidence, yeah. so they have to make sure they do have that. Yeah, that yeah, evidence if they're ever it's ever requested. Definitely, because I think it's I don't know, like I'm not not generalizing, but like I imagine it would be quite tempting for for um workers, I mean, sorry, for employers to potentially treat it as a um like tick boxing exercise, and yeah, that wouldn't 
yeah, yeah. That, that beats the purpose if that's the case, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I think mm. that's probably covered most of it, or maybe just a quick about, is there any information about whether people on those visas can bring family? Um, yes, they can bring in family, um, but it, it would depend on the guaranteed remuneration um, that the employment offers. Um, and I would probably suggest that if that is the case, to um, go for go get legal advice on that because it could potentially get quite um, complicated. And also, yeah. um, there is a chance that if if any of the um, parents who is the holder of the AEW, if their um, if their circumstances change or the remuneration change and they fall below the threshold, that there could potentially be um, um, liable for deportation. Um, so yeah, it's probably best if they get some advice around that if if they are thinking of bringing dependent children and partners over. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Very good. Okay, so um, thank you. Thank you, Jeff and Otago Access Radio for hosting us and our listeners, Namihi Kiakwe, um, Max, for joining us today and sharing that useful information about the accredited um, employer's work visa. That all sounds very positive. Um, remember all to our listeners that Citizens Advice Bureau, um, we know and help people understand their rights and we offer free and confidential advice and information about anything and we are also um, you know general immigration advisors here in Dunedin um, we have a lot of the immigration information and all our uh, volunteers are really clued up on information um, regarding immigration and visas and stuff so we are always here to help you or answer any questions that you have regarding any of this stuff in a general way. Um, <clears throat> so you can call us directly on 4716166 or you can use the nationwide free phone 0800-367-222. Face-to-face um, at the moment is still a one-in, one-out basis. So if you want to come and see us face-to-face, you have to give us a call on that local number 4716166 at the time you want to come in just to check that the volunteers aren't busy with someone else and that they're available for you. Um, yeah, and our website, www.cab.org.nz, it's got answers to thousands of questions. Um, there's also a community directory on there with over 500 local services and organisations that if you want to, if anyone wants to go and explore that. Yeah, and email inquiries are also available um, on the website too. So thanks, everyone, and we'll see Thank you again you. in a month. Thank you, Max. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.